0: Good morning everyone. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Quarantine Tapes featured by The Fabulously Expensive Deck. Um this is a solo episode from me. Hi, I'm Lydia. Uh but something I wanted to talk about is what I've been consuming my time with during this quarantine. Also, PS PPS, PP. Um, I don't have a microphone right now. Real shitty quality, but thank you for staying tuned. Um, so, something I've been doing besides sleeping for too many hours in a day is actually watching. I started a new show called The Zoo, and I think James Patterson had a show called The Zoo at one point on like CBS or some bullshit. But this one's on Animal Planet, because I've discovered that I really if I listen, if I could only have like one network, I think I would choose the Discovery Network, because that has HGTV, the travel channel, it has Animal Planet, it has history channel, like good shit. Like shit I'm into. I like I like nonfiction. I prefer nonfiction. Um that's why I mean I love documentaries so much, so I'm a big fan of that. Anyways. Um, so I've been watching the zoo. It's a I guess, reality-style series where they just, like, follow keepers and the zoo leaders around this one, the Bronx Zoo in New York, and um, they talk about, like, the different animals they have on exhibit, and they call them, they put, like, whenever they talk about, like, what animals they have, they say, oh, we have this in our collection, quote-unquote, and that makes me feel really weird about, like, their relationship to the animals, although, like, they are super close to the animals. It makes me confused why they call the animals the collection. I don't know. But they, I mean, they have a curator, so I guess it makes sense. Anyways, let's get past that. Um, so I'm watching that. They, I think there's, of three seasons? It's on Hulu. There's three seasons. I'm on season two right now. It's not like anything is, like, happening plot-wise. I just, I'm just, I'm just watching it because I'm like, oh, cool, like, they have a Komodo dragon. It's the largest lizard there ever was, you know? Well, besides a dinosaur. And, like, I don't think they're considering crocodiles lizards. Are they lizards? No, because they live in water. Are they Hold on, let me Google this. Are crocodiles... Are crocodilians... Excuse me. Amphibians. Um, I have slow Wi-Fi. Amphibians are animals that can live on land or in water. They are characterized by most... Moist glandular skin, gills, and a lack of scales. Examples of reptiles are alligators, crocodiles, lizards, snakes, and turtles, and tortoises. Um, amphibians are frogs, toads, salamanders, and newts. So why would the zoo tell me that Komodo dragons are the largest lizard on the planet? Earth? Um, never mind. Fuck Discovery Channel and all of its associates. Just kidding. Um, anyways, so I've been enjoying that. I have a weird... I don't know. I I don't know. I feel weird about zoos in general. Like, why don't you just leave the animals be? But I get they're, like, working on conservation and everything, but the thing is they don't put the animals in the wild most of the time. Like, if the animal is born in the zoo, they keep it in the zoo. So what's the point of conservation if you're not even putting it back? I don't know. I would like to have somebody explain that to me because I, am as a vegan, I need to know all these things, I guess. I don't fucking know. Anyways, there was one episode that they talked about. The Slow Loris. Um, and if, and if you look it up, it's, like, an adorable animal. It's, like, it's only, like, two, two and a half pounds. Um, the range is between, like, seven to nine inches. It's super cute. Uh, and I was reading a BBC article called, When Cute is a Curse. Listen, listen. This fucking animal, it's a primate. It's, uh, let me read my notes here. It's a nocturnal omnivorous primate found on the east side of the world. East side. Um, mostly Asia, um, and the Philippines, it's scientific name is Nictispus. Nictispus. Thank you so much. Um, it, and it's like, its arms and legs are like the same size, which is really funny to me. It's like, if one of those uh, slingshots, like animal slingshot toys, were an animal, and really cute, and furry. Um, but here's the fucking deal. When cute meets- no, sorry. When cute is a curse, it has a fucking toxic, venomous bite? Listen. Listen, this is the only known primate to have a venomous situation going on in its body. Um, and apparently it's similar to, like, an allergen found in cat dander, but apparently it can kill people. I don't know if it's only people who um, are super allergic to cats, but... I i mean, I'm not super allergic to cats, but I'm allergic enough to cats where I get, like, you know? Um, so, no, but listen, here's the fucking deal. They have a toxic bite. They have a fucking gland... In the croc, I read that on the BBC website, the croc of their fucking arm, it's a sexual gland, said Wikipedia, it's a fucking sexual gland in the croc, BBC, of their arm that's activated by their own saliva. Listen, here's the fucking deal. What the fuck? What evolutionary purpose did this- only this species get and not any other primate? That's my fucking question. Um... So, what I mean, like, they can, like, coat themselves in it and coat their babies in it so, like, they don't get eaten, but I don't I don't fucking know. But here's the fucking deal. When they're threatened, they remain motionless, but, like, how do they use this fucking venom then? I don't fucking know. Like, I only read so much because, like, it's quarantine. I'm not going to be reading a lot, you know? Um, but, like, their predators are regular things like snakes, birds, whatever, but also their predators are orangutans? rangatangs, Ringatangs! Um... Can somebody tell me why orangutans are eating other primates? Maybe that's the next episode where I indulge in orangutans. Whatever. So this, listen, this slow loris has a toxic bite. But guess what? It's only fertile. The females are only fertile for a few days a year. Let's dive into that. But before we do that, I do want to update you on their uh, defense technique. Whenever they're spotted, because they're called the shy one in... Hold on. Give me a second. In Indonesia, they're called the shy one, malu malu. That's what it translates to, supposedly. But they freeze and cover their face when spotted. And listen, if I had a fucking nickel, that's all I want to say. Okay, now let's dive into the reproductive system. Wait, update, update. I've been reading some more. Sorry, this is a choppy episode. But fucking deal with it. It's the fucking quarantine. So when they raise their arms above their head to cover their face that's when they can lick their fucking arms. It makes sense now. Thank you, BBC. I should have read the article all the way through. Something I don't do at any point in my life. Thank you so much. Okay, now let's dive into reproductive systems. Okay, so listen, here's the deal. So there are different types of slow lorises, but the one I'm going to be talking about is the pygmy slow loris, because apparently that's the only one that has the the couple days of being fertile every year, um, because there are other slow Solar slow loruses, slow there are other slow that are only, uh, that can reproduce throughout the entire year. But, um, so what I got from the New England Primate Conservancy.org um is that they the pygmy cell lorises are only in estrus, which if you don't know is a recurring period of sexual fertility or receptivity. Um only found in mammals. I guess that's like the term they use just for mammals, I guess. I don't know. Maybe you could use it for fish. I don't fucking know. Um, fish lay eggs. Never mind. Uh, but the pygmy solores females are only in estrus, uh, between July and October. Wait, hold on. Is this right? Because if July and October is a lot more days than just four to five, um, hold on. Reproduction is seasonal with estrus occurring between July. Oh, so it depends on the individual loris, but it's between July and October, um, every year when the female has only four to five days to mate with a male. Listen, listen, I guess that makes sense. Cause like humans have like a four to five day ratio of ovulation every month with their, uh, ovulation period and just the moon cycle in general. I'm just, like, really in tune with the moon and, like, the cycles. Anyways, fuck all this bullshit. Anyways, that's really all I had to say. It's just kind of cool. I couldn't find why it's like that, but I just wanted to share that. Um, but other animals that have this type of system also- This- hold on. It's called the antichinous- Um, it's a type of marsupial from Australia. I'm getting this from Quora.com. I don't fucking know. Um, it's in the same family as the Tasmanian devil. And there's 12 different species of the Antichinus. Um, but they have this thing called semiliparous reproduction, which, let me look up that word for you, because I've never heard of that before. Maybe that's just describing what everyone's talking about. Um, it's a... Two classes of reproductive strategies available to living organisms. This is from Wikipedia. Um, a Species characters. Uh, single reproductive. Oh, okay, so, okay. Semi parity and it are when you can only reproduce before death. That's the semi parity. And then the I one, the one that starts with an I. Um, oh, that's multiple reproductive systems for a lifetime? Okay, well then fuck that one. I'm talking about semi parity. So that one, you only mate once and then you fucking die, which is so fucking funny to me. Uh, so this marsupial in Australia, um, they they look like tiny shrews. They look like shrews, or like if opossums were one color and looked like a mouse. Um, so before, apparently, a month before they start mating, the males quote unquote quote quote. Males irreversibly shut down sperm production, they hyphen, they've stored all sperm they'll ever need in their epididymy, or epididymises, or whatever the plural of those, oh, so somebody who's answering this is definitely not a doctor. Um, but when they start mating, and when the mating season begins, uh, they, listen, I'm not kidding, they will have sex with a single female for up to 14 hours at a time. And I just want to leave you with that thought. Um, of tiny mice fucking for 14 hours at a time. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's The Fabulously Expensive Deck Podcast, The Quarantine Tapes. I have been Lydia. Max has been Max, I assume. Hope he's doing well. Hope you guys are all doing well. Please continue to wash your fucking hands and take this seriously and stay the fuck home. Love y'all. Bye. 14 hours.